0: And we're joined now by Ed Tutal-Jones. Spent 15 seasons anchoring the Dallas Cowboys defensive line. And, Ed, thanks so much for being with us, and good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon. Thanks for having
0: me. So 15 years, drafted in 1974, and by 78 you helped guide the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. W- when you watch this edition of the Cowboys, what's your impressions of this football team?
1: Well, first of all, they look good on paper. <laughs> and... Um, Come game time, I haven't been able to figure them out, and uh, I have just sat back and tried to make every excuse for them uh, in the book. But uh, I, I, I really I, I know they they have several key players injured, but so does other teams. And uh, what I see happening and how they are ranked, uh, just speaking from a defensive standpoint, you know, ranked 32nd, I believe, in a, in a lot of different areas. I just I can't see it with that roster. They're young. Uh, and uh, they've been in the league a few years now, and now it's, it's a time where I feel it's time for them to blossom. But uh, when you look around and just you see all these long runs, and you don't see any other team in the league allowing that to happen. I just I, I can't put a finger on it. I do notice certain things, um, and I'm sure that coaches are, are, are on them every day about it. And the uh, only thing I can think of, I guess, if there, if there was ever a team that – called of a new coaching staff that needed a training camp is the Dallas Cowboys. But but again, uh, it's mid-season now, and uh, we should be seeing some improvement, but we're not.
0: Talking with Ed Tutal-Jones. Ed, appreciate you. It's Glenn Smith. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you jumping on with us kind of last minute here. Ed, t- tell us a little bit about how you think Coach Landry would handle these types situations when you're having, you know, so many mental busts, like you were saying at the middle of the season, really we're passing We're you know we're twelve games into it. When you have mental bust, I, you didn't see that with the Coach Landry team, did you?
1: I uh, know you didn't, and you, and you better hope you didn't have a good, a decent backup. <laughs> of you'd be on the bench, but um, uh, seriously, all, um, based on what I've read and heard. Uh, about how uh, some of the players are not on the same page with their coaches as far as techniques, uh, the the style they want them to play, whether it's a three-point stance, uh, whether it's stand-up. Coach Landry, first of all, would never put you out there in a situation uh, that you're not not comfortable with. What he would do first during the week of preparation, uh, he would make sure his assistant work with you to the point where you are comfortable in doing what you know, he wants you to do before he lets you go out there in that game and do it. Otherwise during game time, do what you got to do to get the job done. And, uh, I can understand that because I can relate to that because when Dallas drafted me, I didn't know what the flex defense was. The flex defense is primarily the gap run defense to force you in a sure passing situation. then we bring the nickel in and, um, a lot of times, the tackle in the end are offset. Well, I was in a four-point stance. Oftentimes, especially against the running situations, because most teams were right-handed, and I was in a four-point stance, two and a half yards off the ball, keying two and sometimes three players, which is something that was foreign to me. And I went to Coach Landry and sat down and visited with with them about it. And I told him how I said, "Here I am, six nine. <laughs> Never been a four-point stand other than goal line." And um, he said, "Ed, trust me, it worked." Uh, he said, "Jethro Pugh's not that much shorter than you, and it worked for Jethro, which he's right. I got to play with Jethro. Jethro was very effective doing it." But the bottom line, Ernest Stoughton, that took me to the side. Oftentimes, I had to be the first first player on the field, last player to leave, until I got comfortable with it. And once I got comfortable with it, with a good positive things uh, started to happen. And I just I hope uh, that's what that happens with the Cowboys because um, I don't see guys really exploding off the ball. They, they, they're not taking advantage of keying that ball and coming off. I see offensive linemen getting into them before they cross the line of scrimmage. And then it's a wrestling match, uh, w- which is to the offensive lineman's advantage. So, um, again, I, I don't I don't know their situation there, but I read and heard that uh, they were having a few problems with the techniques that they were trying to get them to use. And if that's the case, then they're going to have to get on the same page. Uh, otherwise, what you see happening now, same thing will happen again next year.
0: Well, listen, listen, Ed. I can't tell you how much I appreciate Jake jumping on with us. I'd love to have you on again. Talk to talk to you. You got a great point of perspective, and I, I, you know, I love hearing about the Coach Landry days and kind kind of how Coach Stautner and all the things that those guys put in. I, I want to tell you, I appreciate it. I appreciate it again. You jumping on, and hey, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you so much for jumping on, Ed Tuttle Jones.
1: Same to you. Thank you.
0: There he goes, Ed Tuttle Jones.